the prefrontal cortex part of your brain is right here. And what it's responsible for is your decision making and your judgment. Two things to know about the prefrontal cortex is if it's not fully developed, which it finishes fully developed in mid to late 20s, that results in impulsive decision making and judgment. And secondly, if it's damaged, which engaging in substance use damages the prefrontal cortex, it results in impulsive decisions and judgment. And I guess all I'm trying to say is stop judging those struggling and coping with substance use disorders as if you've made all the perfect decisions in your life. It's just a little psychoeducation for the journey. What's one indicator that may be an indicator that a person may be struggling and coping with substance use disorders? Continued use on the journey despite negative consequences. The core of substance use disorders with our loved ones struggling and coping with substance use disorders just don't know how to get that gratification in a healthy way. Immediate gratification will always result in long term. It's just a little psychoeducation. Is and triggers will happen. Urges, cravings, and triggers, a lot of family recovery supports feel like if someone struggling with substance use disorders are having urges, cravings, and triggers, that means they aren't going hard enough on their recovery. And that ain't true. It's the same for the person that may just be on a diet. They're going to have difficult times. They're going to have, look, if I'm on a diet, which I'm not, but if I'm on a diet and I went to KFC, Y'all know I love mac and cheese. I went to KFC. You know, I ain't finna blow my diet on that nasty mac and cheese. But I'm back home. I'm back in Lauderdale, Deerfield, Miami. I'm around my people, the barbecue. The mom makes some mac and cheese. I think it's going to be more difficult for me not to resist that trigger urge craving to blow my diet. You get it? So what I'm saying basically is people that's struggling with substance use disorder is going to have urges, cravings, and triggers because they're normal. So we got the prefrontal cortex that we talked about the hippocampus, right? Now I want to end with the reward system, right? And what the reward system does is the reward system motivates you to repeat behaviors because it remembers the rewards you got from last time you did behavior. It's kind of like being thirsty as an example. If I'm thirsty and I drink a nice cold glass of water, don't act like you've never been real thirsty. If I'm thirsty and I drink a nice cold glass of water and then fast forward the next week, I'm thirsty again, the reward system kicks in and says, do you remember what you did last week when you felt this way? Do you remember when you grabbed that cup of water, you drink that cup of water, the energy you got immediately, right? So what the reward system in this case is doing is motivating me to repeat that behavior because it remembers the feeling. We talked about dopamine, right? It remembers the feeling I got from that behavior last time I did it when I felt that way. So yeah, of course I'm going to drink water. I remember how I felt last week when I drink water and I was real thirsty. Talking about a boost of energy. But let's twist this plot a little bit. Let's say I'm thirsty today and I drink Hawaiian punch instead, right? I'm talking a can. Yeah, I know about it. I'm talking, I'm talking a can. 
and I drink the Hawaiian punch and I get, let's play with numbers, uh, 20 plus spike and pleasure. Let's call it a 20 and pleasure. Feeling good, ooh, that tastes good. Mind you, I drink the water, I get a 10 and pleasure. You know, it ain't got no taste, you know what I mean? But it get the job done. So now the reward system kicks in later down the road. Say, Ron, you remember when you was thirsty? You remember what you did last time? Yeah, I got some water. Yeah, and that gave you a 10, but you remember what happened when you got the Hawaiian punch? Talking about the cane? Yeah, that gave you a 20. So now you stuck between this rock and this hard place to an extent. So I'm thirsty, I can either pick the water, that's gonna probably give me a 10% pleasure, 10 in pleasure, or I can drink the Hawaiian punch, that's gonna give me a 20 in pleasure. But before you choose though, Ron, understand that the Hawaiian punch comes with consequences, red dye, unartificial flavors, a lot of sugar in it. It may not consequence you now, but if you keep this up, it will later down the road. We talked about it, right? Immediate gratification results in long-term consequences, right? It's so much easier for me to say, man, boom, man. Hawaiian punch, boom, taste better, feel better, got a little taste to it, red dye, man, sugar. Versus the water that probably ain't gonna give you the most fulfillment, but it comes with no consequences. It actually comes with effort. I may have to just drink two cups just to match the same pleasure I got with the Hawaiian punch. I'm talking to can now. My can, my Pepsi's can, Sunkiss can, everything in the can. Man, look, I really hope y'all took something from this. Man, look, people that are struggling with substance use disorders are fighting for their lives every single day. And when it comes to this reward system, you may have someone that's struggling with substance use disorders that may be in severe depression. They may drink. And we know immediate gratification results in long-term consequences, but in that time it worked. It buried feelings, right? The depressive thoughts are no longer there. It is numb and buried. And the next week comes. Depression may seep in and in. The reward system says, do you remember what you did? Choices like we know, we know, we know. You can lose everything over one thing, or you can give up one thing. You can do anything in the world. Just don't drink anything. It's Ron Burgess' motivation. I hope you really took something from this. Look, if you consider it family and brain disease, subscribe. Next episode, we're really going to dive into some stuff, right? We're going to dive into the six roles that individuals typically take on when you have one addictive love life. Ron Burgess Motivation, catch you on the next episode.